Welcome back to the Coffee Break Bible Study Podcast. I'm here with your, our hosts, uh, David McNeese and Aaron Patterson. We are glad to have you guys for this week's episode as we dive into Galatians chapter 6. Uh, so David, you, you ready to dive into it? I'm excited to finish up Galatians. I am too. It, it, we've been working on it for a while here. It takes a bit. and We probably could have done it even more if we chose to, but you know, this is kind of more of an overview than a yeah, true in-depth look. So, you know, we're... I'm thankful to be wrapping it up. Oh, Not yeah. because I'm tired of it, but because you just feel an accomplishment there. To, you know, oh, definitely. Finish up something that you started. Um, and we haven't decided where we're going to go next week. We'll probably share that on social media when we know. Yeah, true. Yeah, we're, we haven't really decided which which book is next or what avenue we want to go down. but There'll be something. It'll be something, so we're looking forward to that. Awesome. Like you said, it is a, it is a good accomplishment that we are able to... Yeah, make it through this book, and it's been a great study. It has. I've uh, learned a lot. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's times we'll when you're up there teaching class, or I'm up there teaching class, we'll look at each other like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just studied this. Oh yeah. <laughs> or or well, we, we I think we we've, we've referenced Galatians a lot. A lot. Yeah, because because we spent so much time studying it together. Right. And and we we kind of we're on the same track when we study <laughs> something. We're like, hey, I don't know where you're going with this. Whether we acknowledge it publicly, we'll smile at each other or whatever. It's pretty oh, yeah. funny. It is. It is. So, uh, Galatians chapter six, uh, really a continuation from where we left off last week with Galatians five. This is one of those things where you know book chapter divisions aren't always perfect, and I kind of wish they had just left it at chapter five. True, and true. just not had chapter. No, I mean had chapter six, but not as a chapter. Just yeah, went uh, on straight there. Uh, I, I think chapter six would have been better right there at verse eleven uh, to to give that last part. If you're gonna break it up, if at all. you're gonna break it up, yeah. But yeah, but it is that really a continuation through through what we were just studying. Yeah, more we're talking about there and. Uh, we are talking, last week we left off talking about how if a person has all these attributes, uh, don't boast about it, but help those that are lower, and that's right where Paul's going. Right. Uh, definitely, and starting in verse, kind of verse, we'll, we'll probably read verse 1 through 10, because that kind of flows together really well, right. and then go back and discuss it, and then right. move forward to the next part. Uh, it says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault... Ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. If a man, for if a man thinketh himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But, uh, but let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall uh, bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Uh, for he that soweth to the, his flesh shall reap the flesh, uh, shall reap, uh, shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall reap the uh, shall of the spirit reap life everlasting uh, and let us uh, not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not uh, as as we have therefore opportunity let us do good unto all men especially unto them who are of the household of faith and so uh, a lot there and uh, david you want to take take first stab at it here and 
yeah look um, at it yeah like you said it just continues from chapter five um you see chapter five you know verse verse last few verses there it's talking about um building one another up not tearing each other down if you do have these spiritual gifts not mm-hmm. spiritual gifts, but these these blessings in christ don't if you're more advanced don't be but don't be conceited don't bring your brother down true and he goes a step further and says if any brother is caught in the transgression actually help him yeah which is what we talked about last week you know if we if we have that blessing of these abilities we need to use them true um and he says, you know, if anybody is does mess up, restore him. But it says to do it in a gentle or a meek way. Yeah. So it's not the, um, you've sinned, you sinner. You know, it's, brother, I yeah. think we've, we've got an issue, and I want to help you clear it up because I love you. Yeah, true. Or and, whatever the wording may be. Yeah. And, and that's a good way of doing it because if we go up to someone and, and downgrade them by saying, hey, you've done wrong, you're going to hell, uh, you, you're not going to be able to help that person. No, but it's it's been a tactic in the church for years. Oh, it has. It's a it terrible, has been. terrible idea. It, and that kind of goes back to that idea we was talking before about being a tradition. That's That's been a tradition. If someone sinned, you attack them and you make them feel like they're an ant and, and that like they're worth nothing instead of going to them humbly and saying, hey, let's let's look at this problem and let's address it and see what Scripture has to say and then learn from it and help them through that problem. Right. You know, I like the King James used meekness there because, you know, yeah. a meek way instead of gentleness on either way works. But yeah. meek, you get that idea of power under control. Yeah, true. So, I mean, you've got this power. You have the right to correct them, but you're not doing so in an overbearing. True. You're not doing it for your sake. You're yeah. doing it for that brother's sake and the rest of the church. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, you yeah. have to go with the spirit of love. There's a reason that he begins with love and the fruit of the spirit. Yeah, I mean it's the reason that that's the greatest of the three in First Corinthians. You know, True. love is the driving force. Yeah, and if we're not going to them in love, we're just as wrong as they are. Oh, we are definitely, definitely. And then I've heard a lot of people say, "Well, the Bible contradicts itself here because verse two he says, bear you one another's burdens,' and then in verse five it says, everyone bear their own burden." Uh, and, and it's not really contradicting itself. No. What it's saying is, you help those that are in need. Fulfilling that law of Christ, having uh, that law of Christ, having that love for them, seeing that situation. Maybe we've been in that situation and we recognize it and say, "Hey, right. I know how to help you. Right. Uh, I, I want to help you." But then again, verse five is saying, "Look, it's up to that individual, right, to work through that as well." Ultimately, you know, we can help try to lift them up as much as we can, but if they're not willing to change their heart and bear that burden themselves, then it's not going to happen. True. So it's not really a contradiction. It's no. just showing the two sides that you were trying to help, but it's up to that person. Well, ultimately, they have to, you know, we can help carry the weight, but ultimately they have to carry it too. True. True, definitely. Definitely. And, uh, one thing that, that I like right there is uh, he says, look, you help those that are that are overtaken, but consider yourself. Right. Uh, don't Don't dive into that problem so hard you see someone that's in a problem you're like well i need to help them uh, do i need to experience that don't don't be tempted by it don't go so far down to be you know pulled down yourself true um yeah reach your hand out don't jump in the mire yeah true <laughs> and, and i've seen it I, i've seen it now uh one person that ex- way he explained it he, he had someone stand up on a table and someone down below and he says try to pull that person up uh, and it's harder but it's easier for that one person that's on the floor yes. to pull that person down. So it's very easy to fall into a temptation while you're trying to help someone. So we need to consider ourselves right. uh, when we're doing that and make sure that we are on a firm foundation. And right. I think the best way to do that is is you go to them in love and you say, 
uh, let's look at the foundation. Let's look at the word of God on that problem. You know, he even says it there. You know, talking about the spiritual warfare, and he says, "You who are spiritual, yeah, you who have chosen the spiritual side, you who have built yourself in spiritual, you are strong in these spiritual things. You True. can help them. But if you're not establishing that in the first place, you're probably going to do more harm than good." Exactly. Exactly. You have to have that foundation right. uh, that that everything's built upon. Uh, and he goes more into that about the spiritual side and how we will we reap from that here in just a moment. True. True. Definitely. And it's interesting, it says, uh, like we said, verse 5, bear, everyone bear their own burden. Uh, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him uh, that teacheth in all good things. Communication is the key. Yeah, I love the way the ESV reads there, too. Yeah. Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Yeah. That makes me think of, you know, when you teach a class, the teacher and the student gets a lot out of it if it's done properly. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, I, I think of, you know... I think of the fact that you're teaching, but you're reaping goodness from that, too. You are, definitely. There, there's you're some, learning a lot. Yeah, there, there's been times where I'm teaching a class and someone will say something, and it's like, the light bulb comes on. It's yeah. like, oh, wow, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't think of it that way. Right. But, but it applies. It works. Right. And so you do Just learn right more. When you uh, teach than the, than the student. Usually. Oh, yeah. And that's a good thing about Bible studies, because you have that time where you can discuss it and look right. at all these different uh, way people look at it. Right. And because what one one person might see it one way, another person might see it another way, and both of them might be correct at right. just a different time time in their life, or excuse me, or or how it applies to them, right? And, and definitely how it could work. Uh, but it's all it's it's the truth. It's just how it works for that one person at that right. same time. Uh, and and so we do have to look at at the word that way. Uh, we we we're all on a. A, a a race, as Paul would right. put it, we're all running the race. It's it's an individual race. We're not competing against each other, but we right. are helping each other right. to reach that goal. Right. Uh, and it's up to us, as we say, bear your own burden Absolutely. to continue that race. Absolutely. Uh, definitely. And then uh, verse seven through ten says, "Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Uh, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap." Uh, that speaks volumes again of what. Paul was saying in chapter five, if you're if you're sowing the works of the flesh, you see what you're going to reap. You're going to reap corruption. And, and verses seven or seven eight, all right, really go into that. Uh, if I'm sowing the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. If you sow the spirit, you're going to have uh, eternal life. You know, we kind of talked about. Things you could watch. Last episode, yeah. talking about sorcery and that sort of thing. Which, I mean, that's that's a valid point. What you take in is what you will be. True. I mean, as far as some things. You know, if it's something that's just filthy, if you're taking that in, it's or you're doing those actions or whatever it may be, whatever you feed yourself, whatever you practice, that's what you're sowing. Oh, definitely. Definitely. That's what you're going to reap. But if you're filling your mouth with spiritual things, if you're focusing on spiritual things, and you're doing spiritual things that we mm-hmm. have listed before and beyond, you know, you're... You're going to be reaping to the spirit, and you'll be reaping eternal life. True, and that brings up a good point. You think I was when you said that about how things influence us. I think of all those people that that uh, I know you play video games, but but take that to the extreme and, right. and start to think that's real life. Yeah, uh, and think that that is exactly uh, what they need to do. And, and there we have all these people that have guns walking into schools uh, because yeah, that's I mean, what was in a, in a video game. No, you. It's hard for me to imagine taking it that far, but people do. People do, definitely. Uh, I watched a movie the, uh, the other day. Uh, have you seen the Red Dawn, the, the newest one? 
Yes. Uh, there was a point in that where that you know that movie's about uh, people coming over and invading the United States, and right. one of the kids said, "This is just like Call of Duty." Maybe I haven't seen the latest. I don't think yeah. I've seen the original. Yeah, the original's good. Yeah, yeah. I like the original better. But, yeah. But in that one point, he said, "This is just like Call of Duty. This what the game that I played. Now I'm living it out." It had gone that far for him. Or he realized the, the, the similarities to them. Right. But there are a lot of people that take stuff to the extreme. Right. Uh, For sure. People that mix up reality with, with fiction. fiction. Yeah. As we talked about that last week a little bit. Yeah. Uh, just, but it's... what we reap is what we're going to sow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's when you just obsess over it so much that it's your main focus. Yeah. True. True. It's your yeah. passion. It's your only passion. And you just ignore God for the sake of that then it becomes almost an idol yeah it does it doesn't and it's very easy to fall into that and if you're sowing that that's what you're going to reap yeah true true and then verse 9 says let us not weary in well doing uh, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not uh, and it, that that speaks volumes to us if we're doing good how often does it feel like we're the only one standing uh, don't be weary in well doing continue down that path i think of elijah here he is doing all these great things and he thinks i'm the only one that's still faithful and then that still small voice says there there's three thousand that haven't uh kneeled uh bowed or kneeled before Baal. and we also talked about that in bible class so i've played it before yeah they were talking about you know where has the church been through the generations i believe there's always been a remnant yeah I don't think there's been a point in history that God didn't have a person faithful to him, at least one. True. I don't I mean I don't I don't think that's something God would allow, allow or yeah. would tolerate. Yeah. True. I don't necessarily have a pointed way to say that, but in my opinion I think there's always been a remnant of God's people somewhere. Oh yeah. Whether or not they had whatever church sign on the door, yeah. they were doing what they're supposed to be doing. True, true. And definitely you think of, of church history and, and there there's great books out there that, that explain it. Uh, that there has always been that remnant through history. People that, that were looking for Christ, that found Christ, I think of the Restoration Movement here, uh, Alexander Campbell, uh, Raccoon John Smith, uh, Barton right. Stone, they wanted to go back to God's Word. And I have a hard time believing they were the I, I, first ones to do that. Yeah, I don't think they were. But I think they were the ones that were... They brought it to the, that, the that, main light. Yeah, main stage, and, yeah, and recorded it for yeah. us. But but as you see there, there was a remnant. Right. There were those looking for the truth, and, and they found it. Right. And, so, and, and for us, I, I've seen this verse used so many times for preachers who maybe are in a place where it doesn't seem like everything's going the right way. Right. Uh, keep doing that good work. Right. Don't faint in it. There's a reward coming for it. Right. And, and don't be weary in it. I think of my grandmother in that regards because... Um, her and a couple other young girls, like, I mean, or whatever year it was, but yeah. years and years ago when they were very young, before they were married, I think, mm-hmm. they went out visiting churches trying to find the truth. Yeah. I think one of the first ones they went into was the Church of Christ up in North Alabama. Yeah. And, you know, it, and from her, she met my grandfather. He wasn't a Christian. Yeah. But they got married, and later he became a Christian. Then he became a preacher. Yeah. Then he moved up to North Carolina, basically to do mission work. Yeah. And a mission field up there, and then he's got three sons that are preached, a couple grandsons, mm-hmm. and just this one son that's been an elder. Just you know. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. from my grandmother. 
son-in-law that's a preacher. You know, all yeah. from my grandmother trying to find the truth. Yeah, true. Trying to seek the truth, even if she'd ever heard of it or not. Yeah. She knew she knew what she was saying wasn't right, so she was trying to find the truth. True, definitely, definitely. Well, from a simple woman just yeah. driving to do what was right. Yeah, true. And it's amazing how one person like that can impact generations. Oh yeah, for sure. And lead others to Christ right. because of that. And I think of that a lot because you hear people that you know that preach a sermon, and years later, someone comes up and says, "I obeyed the gospel because of that." Yep. Uh, that you you don't know the the you, you plant the seed, as Paul says, uh, I planted Apollos water, God gave the increase. Uh, when you plant it, even today, you think of the analogy of a garden. When you plant that seed, you don't see what's taking place until that sprout comes up. Uh, and even if you plant that seed somewhere else, uh, it's amazing that that takes place. Right. Uh, I, I think of uh, uh, being from Oklahoma, the, the rivalry there with OU and OSU. Uh, OSU, the band, uh, went to OU on their field, and all of them carried uh, Bermuda grass in their in their pocket of the, of the band. Did wow. when they got, when they got into the the symbol of OSU at that exact moment, they all dropped seats, and, and, and OU didn't really notice it at the point at that time. But the next season, right in the middle of OU's field, was a big OSU where that grass had grown taller. Uh, but but they didn't see that result right then. It was later on. But but that kind of goes goes along with what we're saying about planting right. that seed. Uh, you don't you may not see the result, but the result will be there. God will give right. the increase. Right. Definitely. That's a cool story. That, that's a long way around it, but but a good yeah, analogy of it. <laughs> I like it. But but it was neat because uh, you saw that OSU on the middle of their rival team, right in the middle of their field. That's cool. I say they weren't doing what um, verse verse nine says to do. Um, no, no. When it says uh, or verse ten rather. So, yeah. So then, as we have opportunity, let us to do good to everyone, especially those the household of faith. faith. Yeah. So I mean, this can be taken a few ways, but you can. The point is, you know, you need to be good to everybody. True. No matter, like we talked about. Um, yeah. I think it was Sunday morning. Doesn't matter what their creed or religion or sexual orientation or whatever it may be you know we have to do good to them yeah we have to try to lead them to Christ that's not say we have to condone them for their behavior but we have to try to lead them to Christ true and we have to be kind to them and those especially those of the brotherhood we need to take care of our own yeah true true definitely um yeah I think you know a lot of churches do a good job of that some not so much but you know we have to we have to take care of everybody and we definitely have to take care of our own yeah true and, and that's a good point to bring out just you do good, right? It doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter if, if it's Paul says if, if it's your enemy, you you do good to him and you heap coals of fire upon his head. Uh, revenge, vengeance is not ours; it's the Lord's. Right? Uh, it's not our place, and, and sometimes that's difficult. We we see someone that does something wrong or offends us. We want to get back at them. Uh, we want to downgrade them. And here Paul's saying, "Do good to all, to all, all men." Yeah. Uh, you may not agree with them on everything. You may not agree with their creative sexual uh, orientation or whatever, but you do good to them. You treat them right. fairly. That's just one example. I mean, there's skin color. Oh, there's, de- oh definitely. Yeah. There's religion. There's whatever it may be. But Oh, yeah. There's, there's all kinds of uh, social status. Yeah, uh, whatever it may be. Poverty level. 
Whatever it may be, but, you know, yeah. just be good to everybody. True. True. Especially those in the household of faith, those that are brothers and sisters in right. Christ. Uh, do good to them. Right. Uh, lift them up. Encourage them. Right. And, and it's kind of going, no matter what they're struggling with. Yeah, it kind of goes right along with what's going on in this chapter here, this, this first section. Right. Uh, if someone's over taking fault, don't downgrade them. Right. Lift them up. Exhort them. Uh, continue to work with them. Right. And then uh, moving on to verse 11 through 18. Uh, David, you want to read that for us? Sure. See with what large letters I write to you with my own hand. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised, and only in order that they may not be persecuted for the blood of Christ, cross of Christ. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law. For even if those who are circumcised themselves do not keep the law, themselves keep the law, for they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. For far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. As for all as for all who walk by the this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, your spirit, brothers. Amen. Alright. So kind of a coming to a conclusion with this letter, he kind of sums everything back up what he's been talking about. Bring back in circumcision, uh, yep. the fact that it doesn't matter if you're circumcised or uncircumcised, True. it matters to be a new creation in Christ. Yeah, uh, and that's a good point to bring out. It doesn't matter what creed, color, race, uh, you, you or what are you came, creed. Or what sin you came what, from. What sin you came from. Uh, when you die, when that old man of sin is put off, you're a new creature. You're, right. You walk according, as he says there, walk according to God's word. Uh, and and don't let no one trouble you about it, uh, and carry that. It, it's interesting. Verse eleven says, "I look look how big the letter is. I'm writing yeah. this myself. Right. Uh, I'm pinning it. And, and this leads some people to take verse eleven and say, "Well, this was Paul's thorn in the flesh. He his eyesight was getting bad. He had to write big." And then there's the other verses talk about, "Oh, you would have gouged out your eyes and given them to me." Yeah. So it's quite possible it was eyesight. Yeah, could no, be. We don't know, but it's we quite don't know, possible. But it could be. Yeah. Seems to be the most likely direction as far as what information we've been given. But True. True. And then uh, verse 17 there says, Let no man, uh, therefore hence I let no man trouble me, uh, for I bear in my body the marks of Lord Jesus. Uh, you think of everything that Paul gone through, all the marks that he had, all the stripes that he... I could no he longer bore. say he wasn't a faithful apostle because he bore the marks of Christ on his own body. Yeah, he he, he, he bore the persecution that he, he suffered because of Christ. Uh, I also think that um, verse 16 where he says, mm-hmm. As far as all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. Yeah. I mean, i got to think that Israel of God he's talking about there is the church. I think it is. I don't think he's talking about the Jewish nation. No, I, I, he's got to be talking about the church. Right. Uh, so... And that might he might have put it that way so that the Jews realize it's the same God. Right. It's not the God of Israel and the God of Gentiles. It is the one the same God. God. Same one. Same yep. one that he's talking about them all. Right. And it's interesting he brings up circumcision again. Really kind of summarizing everything he's talked about, saying, Look, there's there's those that would want you to be under circumcision so they can glory in the flesh and those fleshly things. And there's no need for that. You're a new creature. Whether or not they were even circumcised, they wanted them to be circumcised. So it's like, oh, true. I mean, they wanted to glory in the wrong things. Yeah, true, definitely. 
Definitely. And then that, that, the ending there kind of ends the same way. Uh, grace uh, from our, uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, how wonderful that grace is. Uh, even though he's condemning them, and that was very, that's very common with Paul. He he welcomes them really nice. He gets right to the problem. And he says, "Look, you still have grace. It's still there." You know, he kind of had a buffer of softness here too, as far as um, yeah, talking about the works of the Spirit and kind of guiding them in general things. True. He kind of went from general to specific to general. Yeah. And then to his outro of grace. Yeah. True. A reminder and conclusion. True. That, that's definitely how Paul would work things right. often. He, he would welcome and say, hey, I'm glad that you're doing stuff. Address the problem and then go right back to talking about the love of Christ and that grace right. of Christ. It's wonderful. Definitely. Definitely. Well, that that gets us to the end of Galatians. Nice. And so uh, we'll, we'll stop there and, and don't know exactly what route we're going to take next, uh, but we'll let you guys know for sure and then we'll, we'll dive into that next study. Absolutely. And so uh, I don't have any final comments on the book. Uh, been a very interesting study. David, do you have anything? Um, just I would say it's been very valuable to take one book instead of jumping around topic-wise. It has been. It has been. It's covered so many topics right here. Instead of just doing a week-by-week topic episodes, it's been very yeah. beneficial for us at least oh, yeah. to go through a book. Definitely, I'm not has sure how been. beneficial it is to the listener, but to us, it's been far more beneficial. Oh yeah, to go through a book instead of jumping topic to topic. Definitely, definitely, it it has been something that both both you and I have both benefited a lot from. Oh yeah, uh, studying it this way, it's been good. And, and so hopefully the listeners are are benefiting so. as well. Definitely. Um, and so uh, we'll uh, go ahead and end here, and next week we'll uh, pick up on a new. Uh, book or topic or, or something something and then we'll move forward all righty uh, so uh, as we always say remember god loves you we love you until next time <laughs>